Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, September 11th, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. Millions of students returned to school this week after being closed out of the classroom since March. The Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta is issuing new guidelines for the kids while COVID continues to kill roughly 1,000 Americans every day. According to the CDC, the illness poses, quote, low risk to school-aged children and younger parents. Now, each school district in the country has their own agenda, but all facilities must maintain social distancing, provide safe quarantine zones for children who appear ill, and reduce contact between students and teachers. As a former teacher, I applaud that. That's a jest. Anyway, staggered scheduling is also suggested by the CDC. Don't get all the kids in there together. The biggest district in the USA, New York City, is requiring all children to take a temperature check before entering buildings. Those with a fever of 100 or higher will not be allowed entry. Another major challenge this fall is the college campus. Clusters of the contagion have been reported at universities in at least 30 states, including the University of North Carolina, the University of Alabama, and Colgate in New York, where officials abandoned in-person instruction just a week after the students arrived on campus. Many colleges are requiring a mandatory two-week quarantine for all students living in the dormitories. Doctors say social distancing and the use of face masks can reduce the transmission of COVID by 80% especially for young Americans. They are also told to avoid parties. Students caught congregating in high numbers can be expelled by many institutions. Over to Europe, where most countries have opened the classrooms. France, Sweden, Italy, and Spain all confirming some minor outbreaks of COVID, but things are rolling along pretty well in Europe. The entire continent is reporting roughly 12,000 new cases of COVID for everybody a day, far fewer than 55,000 here in the USA. Authorities in Germany did close a dozen schools after reopening in August, but a dozen schools in a massive country like that is good news. Coming up, the message of the day, our listeners sound off. At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected, and you can see us wherever 5G is helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The Invention Age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Listeners sound off. We do this every Friday, and you can reach me with a letter, bill at billoreilly.com. Now, how simple is that? Bill at BillOReilly.com. Sound off like Gerald in Williamstown, New Jersey. If I live in a state that intends to implement mail-in voting, can I still vote in person? Gerald, you can go to the polls, but if your mail-in has been counted, that should show up. So therefore, when you go to sign your Signature will already be there if the system is working properly. Now, if I mailed in a vote, I would go to the polls to see 
if my vote has been counted. And that's what President Trump suggested in that North Carolina statement. Well, you might want to go and see what the deal is. Vote twice if they let you. Now, if they let you vote twice, Gerald, that's illegal. Dennis, San Francisco. Recent evidence tells me that Sweden did it right by not locking down the economy and letting people decide for themselves on what to do or not to do with COVID. Sweden is far ahead in less deaths. That's not true, Dennis. You have to compare Sweden to the other Nordic countries, and their death rate is much higher than Norway, Finland, and Denmark. Yes, it's lower than Spain and Italy, but Spain and Italy have a lot more people in Sweden. Now, Sweden decided to take a libertarian point of view and not lock down. There is an argument to be made on both sides. So economically, Sweden's ahead, death rate, they're behind. Stephen in Providence, Rhode Island. Bill, you didn't mention the damage the 49ers did to the environment. They probably caused climate change in California. Stephen is referring to my jest, all right, that I said the San Francisco 49ers should have to change their name because the 49ers, and you can read this in my book, Killing Crazy Horse, traveled to California to find gold in 1849 and decimated the Native American population with the help of the California governor. So how can we be glorifying the 49ers when they hurt the Indian population? We can't. You got to get rid of the name. And I said, the 49ers should be changed to the San Francisco Pelosi's. And if you do that, you have to have a new logo, which might be a hairdryer. Patricia is in Helena, Montana. If President Obama believes so strongly in income redistribution, why is he the proud owner of so many mansions? Doesn't add up to me. Patricia. Mr. Obama obviously believes in income redistribution. That's what Obamacare was all about. But he has two big homes, one in D.C. and one on Martha's Vineyard. He is a wealthy man. I don't know what he gives to charity. I don't know anything about it. But as an American who believes in private property, I don't begrudge Barack Obama two nice homes, even if he does believe in income redistribution. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approved that message by actually putting it together, and it was fun. Please check out my book, Killing Crazy Horses, mentioned. In a moment, something you might not know. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. After the Cold War, an American passport meant a U.S. citizen could travel to most countries on Earth without needing a visa or any other entry document. Notable exceptions were Cuba, Iran, and North Korea. Now, all that changed this year when the pandemic hit. Because of the contagion, travel restrictions are affecting where Americans can visit. Here are a few countries that are closed to us. If you're planning on heading to Europe, you may have to wait till next year. Countries like UK, France, Italy, Spain, only opening their borders to a very few people to slow the spread of COVID. Recent outbreaks in Paris have the French closing down more segments of their economy this September. 
Australia and New Zealand also off-limits to Americans. Those nations down under have formed a very tight bubble, only allowing travel to citizens of both countries. New Zealand boasting one of the lowest rates of COVID infection in the world. Just 24 people have died there out of a population of 5 million. Traveling north, still not allowed. The Trump administration only allowing essential workers to visit Canada during the pandemic. That includes truck drivers, factory employees, first responders, and folks visiting relatives who are ill. But a U.S. passport can still get you across the border in some places. The Caribbean welcoming tourists for the first time since March. Vacationers can hit the beach this Christmas in the Dominican Republic, Jamaica, and the Bahamas, but not Aruba. The Dutch island is technically part of the European Union, so we can't go there yet. And here's something else you might not know. Americans can typically travel to more than 65 countries without any restrictions at all, including Europe, Mexico, Turkey, Brazil, and many more. Well, that number has dropped to just five during the global pandemic. So the old saying was, see the USA in your Chevrolet? Well, I don't know about the Chevrolet, but many of us are just going to have to see the USA, which is not a bad thing. Back after this. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.